Hey friends, if you struggle to find time to read the Bible, or maybe like me, you do devotions in the morning, but then you could use a little more scripture in your day, I want to make sure you know about the Dwell Bible app. What makes Dwell so special is that they read the Bible to you, and you can choose from all different books of the Bible, different plans. They even have Dwell Daily, which is a daily devotional. And what really sets Dwell apart is that they have a variety of voices. You can have read the Bible to you. Over time, I've listened to Rosie the most. She is soft and relaxed and makes you feel like you're sitting by a fireside being read to. I also love Amber's voice. It's comforting and eloquent. So good. And then you can also choose what you want in the background, whether it's music or white noise. I love hearing the piano being played while I listen to the Bible being read to me. Pretty special. Dwell has something for everyone, men, women, and even children. So go over to dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson for your 25% discount. I know you're going to love it, so check it out. Let me know what you think. Christian Parenting Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, podcast host and author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here. you can put on display a deep love for Sunday, the Lord's Day. I mean, like, literally, this is my favorite day of the week, being at church with the people of God, my brothers and sisters, worshiping my God, my Savior with them. If if your kids hate church, but they see that, their, their lives will be forever changed. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here with me and I'm so happy to get to share this very special interview with all of you. Um, You just heard a short clip from my son, Josiah Swanson, my oldest firstborn son, um, who some of you have heard from before. Um, But if you're new to the podcast, he will be introducing himself um, so you can learn a little bit more about him. I do want to say real quick here for the intro and outro, excuse my voice, I'm trying to get over a little head cold. Fortunately, I didn't have that during the interview, but as I'm doing a few of my intros and outros, I'm like, oh my goodness, my voice. Um, So bear with me through that, Um, but I am just thrilled to get to share this special interview. Uh, This this episode, this topic kind of grew out of something that I recently shared. Actually, it's been a little while now, but I shared an Instagram post talking about how I wanted Levi to work on some memory verses during um, his 12-year-old year of life. I'm always working on memory verses. I love it. I have boxes of of note cards and different ways I've worked on memory verses before, but I wanted to do some uh, a new list for Levi this year that we would do together. And Josiah was helping me come up with what he considers the most important verses a 12-year-old should know. And I just snapped 
a picture of it. I put it on Instagram and I had so many people say they would love to see that list that they um, would like to also work on scripture memory. And so we went to work on that. I said I would share it in my weekly email to subscribers. And what we ended up with was a really long list. And we decided that the best way for us to break things down and realistically work on scripture memory was to um, break it down into a monthly list that I could then share with email subscribers as well at the beginning of each month. So if you missed that, back in August, um, or just last week when I shared the second month worth of memory verses. Uh, today I will be sharing both um, August and September's list. I'm doing about seven verses a month. That seems pretty doable. Uh, depending on the age of your child, you are welcome to modify this and, and you can always swap out verses, you know, d just make this your own. But if it's helpful to you, um, these are the ones we're working on. It's about two a week with a little lighter week somewhere in there. And um, just trying to go over these, I have Levi write each verse at some point in the month in cursive. So he's kind of started a notebook where every verse in his memory list is written in cursive that helps him practice his handwriting as well. And then we go over them together and trying to just get this list memorized month by month. And we figure at the end of the year, we will have a nice long list of scripture memory verses. So if you are interested in that, check show notes, which can be found at monicaswanson.com forward slash episode dash 175. I'll have those in there as well as links to anything else that Josiah and I mentioned. But what that did was it got me talking to Josiah just about scripture and his love for the Bible. Some of you know, if you've read some of my writing, read Boy Mom or other blog posts, Josiah loves the Word of God. Uh, he has since he was quite young, and I just wanted him to share some of his story, his journey from being a little boy who uh, put his faith in Jesus to growing up a few of the years where he kind of uh, doubted a little bit more, had some questions, how he grew through that, which I think is huge, and then how he's gone on to college, now graduate from college, really growing in his his love for God's word. And as you heard in that opening clip, also growing in love for, uh, the Sabbath day and for church and being in fellowship with other believers. Um, this is so special to me, of course, as his mom. So it's really fun for me to get to share this conversation with all of you. And, and please keep in mind, Josiah is not typical. <laughs> I have four sons and I know that they're not all like this. And that, um, so we don't want to be comparing, um, Josiah's got a unique heart and, uh, all of our kids do. They're all so special in different ways, but, um, but yeah, he's, he's got a, a unique love for God and his word, which I hope will inspire your kids. Maybe some of your kids, especially if they're a little older, might appreciate listening to this. And you can always leave comments. I can throw some questions out to Josiah or communicate with him if you want to reach out. And I'll link to his Instagram feed as well, where you're welcome to direct message him over there. But anyway, I hope you enjoy this. This means so much to me. So without further ado, I'm going to just dive right in and share this conversation with Josiah about growing up to love the Word of God. I hope you enjoy. Hey, Josiah, welcome back on the podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? Oh, well, it's kind of a bittersweet interview here because you've been home a couple weeks and I've loved having you here, but we're doing this interview right before you leave me again. I know. I leave tomorrow. You do. So I really extra appreciate that you would take time when you're so busy getting ready to go to join us. 
My pleasure. I'm so excited to be here again. Good. This is a great talk, and I know you love the topic, so it makes it easy and fun. Um, before we dive in, why don't you update or introduce yourself to new people and update the long-term listeners who have heard from you before um, by telling everyone kind of what you're up to in life and what's coming up next? Absolutely. Well, I'm the oldest of four boys, and I was raised here on the North Shore of Oahu. But about four years ago, I moved to California to go to college in Santa Barbara, California. And I graduated in May with a degree in data analytics. From? And uh, did I not say Westmont College? No, you didn't. Oh, yeah. I went to Westmont. Um, And so, yeah, I am just kind of... Uh, entering the workforce, I guess, Mm -hmm. at this point, although I was working while I was at school. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was working part-time, and I'm doing IT consulting. So, uh, well, what is that? Well, (laughs) it means I build websites, and I help people solve technical problems. I actually do a lot of database management, so I'm kind of a nerd. He's he's a nerd (laughs) of the best sort. Uh, Yeah, it's fun stuff to me, though, so I'm glad I am where I am. Yes, and he's a handy one to have around when you do what I do for a living. So, I, hmm. yeah, you've been very yeah. helpful to me over the years. You know, we've never talked about that, but do I get any credit? Like, I was calling on you to help before you really knew what you were doing. Mm. Just because you were young and I knew these things came more natural to you. So I would have you try to help me fix things, like, on my website and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you do deserve some credit for kind of fanning that that flame. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, thanks. I'll take it. I'll take credit anywhere I can. So, oh yeah. Okay, so um, you said data analytics. I used to say data. Now it's oh, data. Right. Help me out. Which one do we go with? Well, for a while I went with data, but what I found, and this is just so interesting, and it actually applies to other words too. When you try to say it only one way, it just doesn't seem right sometimes. <laughs> so, it's actually a word that you have to use. Uh, you say it differently depending on oh, the sentence. That the is so free. So sometimes I say data and sometimes I say data. <laughs> well, I'm relieved. Yeah. Now I can just go with the flow. Yeah. It's kind of weird how that is. I don't really know. Do you find that different people do use it both ways? Uh-huh. Yeah. Most people do without even wow. knowing it. That's an interesting study in itself, like mm-hmm. to figure out why certain times does certain word, like, does it go with certain words better one way than the yeah, other? I think it does. Interesting. Okay. So before you really dive into the workforce full-fledged, what's going on? Right. Yeah. Ooh. So uh, I'm really excited to continue growing in my technical skills and to really start building a career, but I really wanted to use the opportunity that I have right now uh, because I'm working remotely um, and I just have some freedom to to do some traveling Woo. and uh, and to go on an adventure. So <laughs> I'm going to be going to Europe for over a month with yeah. my college roommate and then uh, visiting some missionary friends in Africa. So I'm going to be gone for a while and, um, you know, there's just so much that, that I don't even... Uh, know how to plan for. You know, right. you don't know what you don't know. So uh, obviously there's just going to be so much uh, that, Adventure. <laughs> that I can't even, I can't even tell you. Uh, but, but I can tell you from a bird's eye view, um, from a bird's eye perspective that I'm going to be visiting Mediterranean countries throughout Europe and that mm-hmm. we're going to work our way down from Ireland and the UK down into 
Portugal and Spain and uh, Italy and Greece. And so we're just going to see the sights um, and uh, and hopefully make some good memories along the way. <laughs> I love it. I am so excited for you. And I will be living vicariously as hopefully, are you going to be posting on Instagram as you go? Yeah, I would love to. Um, I don't know exactly uh, what kind of service I'm going to have along the way. And I really do want to be in the moment and not be too focused on uh, sharing uh, what I'm seeing. I know that I'll have plenty of time to do that after the trip, okay. but uh, I do want to make sure I'm keeping my friends and family yes, thank updated you. on <laughs> what kinds of things are going on. Thank you. I'll be sure to um, connect to your Instagram account in show notes so yeah. people can catch yeah. up. And I liked stories. I do a lot of mm-hmm. stories. So I'm, I'm almost always a, a daily story mm. guy. So Also, you are going to be bringing both a digital and a film camera. So some of your photos will probably have to wait till later. Yeah, definitely the film stuff is going to wait for later. Um, I might be able to post some of the digital stuff while I'm on the trip. All right. Well, we are so excited. And um, part of his uh, program at Westmont, he was an Augustinian scholar. And with that, you are supposed to study abroad. But because of the COVID pandemic, they canceled all study abroad opportunities. Um, So I'm really glad you get this chance. Yeah, me too. It, It really seems fitting for me to do this. And I'll just say, since we're talking to the moms out there raising up boys, that this is one thing that I think is so important whether you do it like you're doing it or through college. I know that I spent my sophomore year at Pepperdine University in Heidelberg, Germany. So I've requested that Josiah adds Heidelberg to his list. But it was such a highlight of my college career, and I've heard from other people who say the same thing. So as you're looking ahead to colleges and thinking about your kids' future, definitely consider that because I just think that those are all life-changing experiences. So. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, you're gonna have a great time, and our family's never been to Europe together, so this is all brand new. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we are gonna save the rest of the questions because somebody did want to know where you're going in Europe. Um, we're gonna save the rest till the end. All right, so now we're gonna get to the topic of conversation, which is really about um, how you developed a love for God's word. Uh, when I shared something on Instagram, it was recently now, but by the time this comes out, it will have been a little while. But I shared that you were helping me gather Bible verses for Levi, some memory verses, the best memory verses for him to work on as a 12-year-old. And I said, well, I'm going to be memorizing these with him. Some of them I know, but some I could definitely brush up on. And I shared that image on uh, Instagram And I had so many people say they would love, first of all, to get a copy of those memory verses, which I'm making available if you are an email subscriber, uh, or go over to show notes and I'll explain more about that. Every month I'm sharing the memory verses that Levi and I are working on. But even more people were like, oh my goodness, I just love that your older son wants his little brother to know God's word. I love that your 23-year-old is all about scripture memory and loving God's word. So that's what we're going to talk about. Can you kind of just go back to the beginning? We've got people listening with kids who are, you know, everywhere from unborn to older, but let's dive into what it was like when you were a little boy. What are your first memories of the Bible and developing a love for the Bible? Yeah. Well, 
there are certain elements of my story that I can't take credit for. And I honestly don't think that any human can because salvation is uh, from God and of God. And mm. the the thing that happened in me when I was young and I and I decided to follow Jesus, um, it's, a, it's a heart change, right? Mm-hmm. So I found myself already at a young age loving God's word. Mm. And I saw it really as it is. Uh, God's word to his people. Hmm. And, uh, and I read it like that, you know, Mm. I read it like God was speaking to me through his word and and he is every day. Mm. So, uh, you know, I remember sitting in the back of the car, uh, while you were driving and I had my Bible in my lap and a pile of note cards in my (laughs) hands. And I was just flipping through the Bible, looking for my favorite verses, writing them down because I was so excited, not just to memorize scripture, but to understand it. Yeah. Um, and to, really get a grasp of what God wanted me to know yeah. in his word. Yeah. And I'm thinking you had those note cards. I don't remember if I gave them to you, but I'm just wondering if you saw somebody else with note, like what made you think of even gathering them like that? But I don't know. I guess I've always just loved having my own repository of knowledge. <laughs> and I remember when I was young, I had a little folder with a lot of different illustrations oh, yes. in it. And I had architectural designs in it, right? And I had um, a diagram of a diagram human of a heart. human heart. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that one. So um, this was almost in a way just uh, adding to that, you know. Right. It's like, and then here are my favorite Bible verses. Yes, yes. And we had like the sing sing the word um, CDs we'd put in the car. Remember? <laughs> okay. At the time, I thought they were kind of goofy, but. <laughs> I still remember those I know, songs. I know. I this, a lot of the uh, scripture in my head is still there thanks to yeah. the the music. music that we listen to. And I I I mean I want to go back to that. I do too. And I, I want to do more of that. I do too. See, there's something that happened to me because I am the age I am and raising kids in this time. We don't use CDs anymore. Mm -hmm. And I don't have music like that for Levi. And I feel terrible. Like I I know I still just find it on on YouTube. I I have over time tapped into a few different things, but nothing that stuck like that. Something about a CD, I think you just play Mm -hmm. it over and over. Right. Whereas you kind of have to pull things up on Spotify or that's true. Anyway, those were good times. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yes. And so you started off from the very beginning, really being drawn to God's word and loving it. Yeah. There wasn't any resistance. Yeah. Not, not initially. Um, yeah. In some ways I think that my love for God's word peaked Hmm. when I was young, Hmm. um, maybe 10 or so. That's an interesting. Yeah. I mean, not that, not that I don't love, uh, God's word as much as I did then, but that there was some sort of downhill that, that proceeded after that. And I think it had something to do with, um, the amount of Bible that I was, that I was seeing. I was just seeing so much of it. I think that in some ways I was becoming jaded because I had church, I had youth group, I had Bible in school and Bible at home. I mean, Bible everywhere I looked. <laughs> we were Bible and, thumping you. And just like anything else, you start to take for granted the mm. things that are just, um, you know, tossed to you, put in your lap. Hmm. And uh, I, I never really uh, experienced a scarcity hmm. of, of uh, you know, holy writ. I mean, it was always there. And so in some ways, I 
was just taking it for granted. Sure. You know? We all do. Um, I think sometimes, like, if if there, you know, something crazy happened in our world and we weren't allowed, or in our country, and we weren't allowed to have the Bible anymore, how much yeah. we would just want to read it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just always sitting there. I think a mm-hmm. lot of people don't open their Bibles because they have one in their house, mm. and it's just, it's like they don't do it because it's so easy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Wow. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I think also I was just going through some things. Um, spiritually, I was starting to recognize the diversity of religions throughout the world and just becoming aware of the world, <laughs> becoming yeah. aware of reality and the fact that... And this is like, we're talking tweens, teens, yeah, going I was, into your I was teenagers. Yeah, I pretty young. I was probably like 12 at this All point. Right. But, uh, you know... Um, I, I needed some good apologetics, but I needed to know why I believed what I believed. You know, why should I love God's word if I'm not even convinced that this is God's word? Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting that it seems like I kind of doubted maybe sure. um, for, for a season of my life. But here, here's, the, here's the second half of this story, which, which redeems things for sure. Um, because I never really turned my back on the Bible, and it always was a part of my life, ironically, it was my daily commitment to reading the Bible that caused me to see it rightly again. Hmm. I, I began to believe the things that the Bible says about the Bible. That's so cool. Okay? So, um, you know, it is a lamp to my feet. Hmm. Uh or I am wiser than all my teachers because I think about God's rules. Hmm. Blessed is the man whose delight is the law of the Lord. Hmm. Like a tree planted beside streams of water, he will be. All scripture is inspired by God, mm-hmm. profitable for uh, teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. And mom, you encouraged me to read my Bible daily. So I have to give you mm. some credit for what happened when I when I started to grow a little older and I started to read the Bible with a new mm. strong desire mm-hmm. not to check devotions mm-hmm. off of my list of things to do, not to just make myself feel better about the way I spent my day, um, but to uh, to learn about my heavenly father, wow. right? Um, to, to understand the condition of my heart and uh, to seek wisdom for my life. Awesome. That is so good. And about that time, too, you had some other influences in your life that loved God's Word. Yeah, people who helped me with the apologetics to help me understand why I believe what I believe. Right. And we didn't use, like, an apologetics curriculum, per se, but you and Dad probably were having some good talks. I think that's something you've got. Yeah, definitely. Um, the, The logic of faith. I mean, faith is not... Blind faith is different from from Christian faith, the faith that I have, which mm-hmm. is faith based off of evidence. Mm-hmm. We do not have a blind faith, mm-hmm. you and I. Um, and I think that that season of doubt was just a, a result of um, a lack of understanding mm-hmm. of the reasonableness of the Christian faith. Wow. Yeah. That's so, yeah, I just, I just grew up, you know, I just well, learned. Can I jump in I there? Because there's probably some moms listening who have a son or daughter who are going through that right now. Yeah. And what would your encouragement be if somebody's going through that time of doubt or not wanting to read <sighs> God's word or even talking about 
all the different religions in the world. Yeah, um, that's that's definitely a, a hard hard question. I remember approaching my campus pastor at Westmont because I was really struggling with some of uh, some of my friends who claimed to be Christians, who claimed to believe the same things I did, but just lived very different lives from me. And um, and I said, what should I do? You know, do I do I confront them? Uh, do I do I give up? You know, mm-hmm. do I try to close the door on friendship? And what he said, what he told me is you have to be patient. Mm-hmm. Um, that he had friends at school that were kind of like those friends that I was describing. And that for him, it took 20, 30, 40 years for them to come back around and to actually live in light of the things they claimed they believed in. Hmm. So, I mean, I don't know what scenario we're, we're really talking about here, whether it's a, a really young person who hasn't quite come to terms with the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't even understand it. Maybe mm-hmm. they're not even saved yet. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one possibility. And I'd say um, if they are showing a dislike um to to the the word of god to things of the faith well that's to be expected if they're not saved because we're all born enemies Mm -hmm. of god Mm -hmm. we all hate god when Mm -hmm. before we're saved Mm -hmm. so pray for their salvation right (laughs) right right. (laughs) and and teach them as long as you have the right to be heard teach them what you know about about god and about i mean share your testimony i'd say what has God done in your life? Yeah. And and that will be very impactful because there's nothing like uh, the miracle of a changed heart and putting that on display for people to see. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, share about your faith and live it out. Um, now let's see your kid is saved and they, they are, um, you know, showing this uh, dislike or um, yeah, they're just not really willing to engage with you about faith matters of faith um yeah then i would give you the advice that that my campus pastor gave me and i'd say be patient Mm -hmm. um don't don't give up um yeah as long as you have the right to be heard make sure faith is a conversation going on at some level right right um that that it's not something that you just give up on because they're not showing interest never give up never Never, i would say never give up i mean as long as they're in your house um, you want to be expressing how important your faith is to you, your gratefulness for God's grace right. in your life. I mean, the list goes on, but, uh, and I think I would dive in to that one mm-hmm. and, and add just to make sure that you're available for their questions and that they know it's okay to doubt that yeah. there's, um, a safe place to talk about things. And if you don't have the answers to be willing to, uh, find them together. Yeah. And hopefully, you have a church, mm-hmm. uh, a local community of people that are literally working uh, day in and day out to serve people like your children. Mm-hmm. I was uh, lucky enough to find a couple people. I mean, by God's grace, right? It was his plan that people would be available to me to teach me, right? Mm-hmm. And to um, to listen to my questions. And this wasn't my story, but for some people, they're just not really, um, they're not really 
available to their parents in in a way that their parents would like them to be. Mm -hmm. And they kind of keep themselves closed off when it comes to matters of faith, but they might be a lot more open to talking to their youth pastor. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, definitely pray for that and, um, and seek that out if you can, you know, connect those dots for them if, if they're not seeking it out and yeah, who knows what will happen. Okay. So here's a question that's come in. I haven't ever asked you your thoughts on it. How about a teenager who does not want to go to church? A teenager, a, a saved, I, I'll give you my a Christian my teenager who doesn't want to go to church. Correct. Um, wait, I don't think that this is just a recent question. We we could address it either way, but right. I don't know um, in this case. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're the parent um, and they're, they're in your house and they're young, you know, they ought to obey and <laughs> come along. Um, I think that seen this happen parents giving their kids too much autonomy at a young age <laughs> so you know your kids can't tell you what to do um well i mean Ex- they, except they levi except levi <laughs> just kidding they get away with it right but they shouldn't they shouldn't church i mean okay if you can put on display a deep love for sunday the lord's day yeah i mean like literally this is my favorite day of the week being at church with the people of god my brothers and sisters worshiping my god my savior with them if your if your kids hate church but they see that their their lives will be forever changed they might hate church for the next 30 years but they'll never forget your sincere Mm. love for church we ought to as believers love church if you don't then you don't understand what the church is the, Mm. the people of god bought by Christ's blood. And and for me, I mean, I've grown in my love for the Lord's Day. And it's my favorite day of the week. My favorite couple hours of the week are spent in church with my friends worshiping God. So um, yeah, pray for your kids, obviously, if they don't want to go to church. But I'd say sh- put on display a deep mm. love for the Lord's Day and and uh, and pray for them and be patient with them. And as um, long as they're in your house, bring them with you. Let them see that. Right. I love that, Josiah. Thanks. That totally encourages me. Um, yeah, I mean, that was my first response was as long as they live with you and, and are in your home and are, I guess, maybe we'd say under 18. But I think that having a few weekly requirements is pretty reasonable. But I just love what the spin you're putting on it because I think how irresistible to be a family that just loves church. And maybe if it's not a day like that, maybe maybe you need to look at the church you're going to and consider, is this the best environment for our family? Is this, are there other young people there? Is this a dynamic environment that really can get, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be entertainment. You don't have to have the, the smoke and yeah, I mean, do they teach confetti, but the Bible? Yeah. Yeah. Do <laughs> they teach doctrine? Right. Exactly. And yeah, and I think if 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 your kids are young, you want to give them opportunities to go to church with people their age. Right. So. Or yeah, and and I mean, you can always plan go out to breakfast after, do something as a family that makes it a really special day every week. Yeah. And that will just in their mind be kind of one big picture of like Sundays are really special. For sure. Yeah. That's super good. Um. So related. 
but from a question sent in, somebody asked, uh, someone who is a mother to an almost 12-year-old, asked what kind of advice or wisdom you give to your younger brother, and I'll say younger brothers because you've got three younger brothers. What kind of wisdom and advice do you give Levi and the others? Um, well, uh, what I do is I, number one, express a deep love for God's word and put that on display and make them ask questions like, why does Josiah love God's word so much? Why is it such a priority to him to read God's word daily? Mm. Um, and then to be talking about it, you know, and to be talking about what I've learned and how I've been growing and keep that conversation going. Even if it's one-sided for a while to, if I'm the only one, that's okay. I just want them to know that reading God's word and understanding it and applying it to my life is so important. Um, if they have grasped that, then my job is kind of to keep them accountable and not to bug them with it, but to just occasionally check in and say, Hey, um, how's, how's your Bible reading going? What have you been learning? What have you been reading? Uh, I remember when, when devotions was a checklist item, I couldn't recall what I had read that morning. (laughs) (laughs) That's a sign. Um, but what I can do now is so different. Um, you can ask me, what did you read? And I can go into detail about (laughs) every chapter that I read and the things that I learned. So, um, (laughs) it's fun to just occasionally say, so, uh, you you read your Bible this morning, right? It's like, yeah. It's like, okay. What do you read about? <laughs> you know, tell, can you he, tell me? He does this to me too sometimes. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> and that's fun because if they can't remember, then it's convicting. <laughs> and if they can, then I'm stoked because then you talk then about my it. younger brothers are reading God's word and taking it to heart, you mm-hmm. know. And yeah, we can talk about it or not. I mean, in some ways, your faith is private. I mean, my relationship with God is um, there are a lot of things that go on under the hood and some things I'm more eager to talk about than others. So I want to respect that, but I'm also so excited to know what's God doing in your life. What are you learning? You know? So, um, just ask those questions from time to time and that, that'll really, uh, help with uh, the accountability piece. Yeah. I think you're really gracious though with Levi and you don't put too much on him. You don't expect him to be a Bible scholar or even to love God's word the way you did. I see you really treating him with a lot of grace and kind of just honoring where he's at. And yeah, I I wouldn't say he feels like you're on his case at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think you talk to the other two brothers as well, similar. And and the time will come. I mean, when I was on the road trip in Big Sur with Levi, we got to talk plenty about faith, and he asked really, really good questions. Mm. Like he was asking me about the inner workings of the Trinity, <laughs> and he was asking questions I didn't even know. Like I didn't have answers. I was gonna to. say probably because his mom couldn't answer. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, okay. Here's one thing that. I'll say: oftentimes they're thinking more about these things than you know, mm. <laughs> and so um, yeah, it might be surprising to you to find how much they've been thinking and and what they've been pondering. But uh, yeah, pray for them. And when the time comes to dive in a little deeper, um, dive, dive head first. I love that. But I also love that that happened on a road trip with just the two of you, which reminds me to remind the parents listening that we need that downtime. We need some quiet moments. We need Uh, you know, time in the car without a device. We need time lying in bed and just with no agenda to 
allow their little minds to bring up the questions and the ponderings. So that's a good reminder for me. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Okay. So last two questions I will give you, um, before we wrap up, and these are not related to God's word necessarily, though mm. y- somehow you might make them about mm. it. But um, because I offered, and this was sent in, somebody wants to know if you have advice for a 17-year-old trying to make college decisions and search for colleges. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I would say that... I got to find a really cool school, Westmont. Uh, it provided for me a really tight-knit community of people mm-hmm. who challenged me and sharpened me and um, shared some really sweet memories with me. Uh, the people um, are what I valued most about where I went to school. I don't think that I expected that would be the case, but I value the people now more than the things I learned. And I think that I made some friends that will be friends for the rest of my life, which is so special, but uh, you'll find high quality people anywhere. So I'm not saying Westmont's the only good school. You'll find community anywhere. And here, here's a little bit of a plot twist for some of you out there. I think, um, I don't think it's the end of the world to send your kids to a secular school. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think if they're ready for it, it'll be really good for them because they'll come face to face with the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they're going to have to decide if they haven't already uh, why they believe what they believe and where they stand. Uh, in some ways, Christian school was a challenge for me because it was just so wishy-washy. Mm-hmm. Um, at Westmont, there is incent- there's an incentive to call yourself a Christian. This is not the case at secular schools. Hmm. There is no incentive. Um, but but at Westmont, you want to kind of work the system and and get those brownie points for uh, being, you know, a, a, a good, virtuous, quote-unquote, Christian. And um, I found that some people were not uh, very sincere in their confession and that was kind of something I had to wrestle with for a bit. And it took a while for me to figure out who were the people that I really wanted to uh, be shaped by. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't I don't really have any um, non-negotiables here. I'd say, you know, the, the world is your oyster. But uh, try to figure out where your kid's at and uh, whether they would be prepared for a secular school if you don't think they are then i would definitely recommend a a christian college because man it's a great place to grow in your faith and to be around people who agree with you about the most important things and to Mm -hmm. be challenged by them and and to have an environment where you can really think and consider and and uh grow in in uh your knowledge and and i think apologetics too because that's so important and i got to do some of that too at westmont right yes and Obviously, there's so many variables, you know, if, if depending on how your kids grew up, you grew up homeschooled kind of out in the country in a small community, Westmont's a tiny school, that was a great next step. But some of your kids are growing up going to a big high school, and perhaps they love the idea of going to major university. Yeah, those are just personal preferences. Right, right. And, um, and also just financially, I think that's something we kind of had to sort through 
after I took you on a tour of all the fancy private mm-hmm. California colleges, we were like, oh boy, yeah, these are way more than we I can mean, afford. I mean, also just ask the question whether college is something you want to do. I think probably mm-hmm. about half of college graduates get jobs they don't need college degrees for. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's, those are the people that actually graduate. Uh, plenty of, you know, big percentage of college students drop out, but, and then they have debt. So definitely ask yourself whether college is something you really want to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, and try to nail down exactly what career path you're shooting for. And I'll I'll tell the story that I was reflecting on with you the other day when um, I was remembering how happy it made me when you and I were going through this whole college thing and we're trying to figure out. um, Josiah ended up getting a very helpful scholarship as part of the Augustinian program at Westmont. Which, if you've got a high school student who. who is interested, definitely look for that. A few colleges have similar scholarships based on character, academics, community involvement, etc. But before we knew that, I just remember touring a college here on the island. And I was like, oh, I just don't know. And I was kind of starting to stress out for you. And Josiah turned to me and he's like, mom, I just don't think we need to make college that big of a deal. Like wherever I go, I'm going to find community. I'm going to get an education. It's all going to be okay. And I was like, really? <laughs> Thank you. And I just loved that perspective that, you know, you're going to, you're going to do okay wherever you go. So if your child ends up going to a community college, major university, private school, they're going to do okay. And it's really a matter of the heart and the people they choose to seek out and spend time with. So that would be my greatest advice is to focus on that while they're at home. Yeah, definitely. Yes. And um, that actually kind of you covered the two college-related questions. Um, Jonah was on recently, and I think at the end of our conversation, I'm trying to remember what all I asked, but I did ask him what he's reading. Yeah. Why don't you tell us what you're reading right now? Yeah, definitely. Um, So when I was young, I read an abridged version of The Pilgrim's Progress. Yes. But I never got around to reading the the original, you know, the full story. Mm. So I'm reading The Pilgrim's Progress right now, and it's so cool. I love it so much. Will you so be much. taking that to Europe? Well, yeah. Actually, um, my my friend is reading it too, so we're going to be able to read it together. So cool. Yeah, it'll be really fun. I love that. Uh, yeah, and then I'm uh, digging into a book called The Holy Spirit by Sinclair Ferguson, and that's been super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that... I still have so much to learn about the third member of the Trinity and <laughs> how uh, he works in our lives. So, yeah. Awesome. And how about music? Give give everybody two playlists. Or two, is that what we call it? Two artists that you have been listening to and following. Sure, yeah. Wait, um, first of all, tell us how many different... Um, genres of music uh-huh. yeah. show up like at the end of the year you get a report oh, well, from yeah I listen to a lot of genres of music but I think that what I've told you in the past is that I listen to music from all over the world yes so I can't remember what the number was but it was, it was super surprising to me how many different countries uh-huh um you have like I have hundreds of listened to music yeah produced in so yeah uh I, I definitely have a wide range have a of musical of, yeah so uh an artist that I've been just geeking out about with my dad. His, his name is Russ Moore. And um, he's actually kind of small. I mean, he doesn't really have a huge following. Well, but he, 
he yeah shout out to russ moore who lives in this cool space i mean just abstractly i'm speaking he lives in this space of kind of like r&b gospel jazz and um but his songs are super god honoring and they're super fun and he's got some choir stuff and he collabs with other christian artists some of whom i was already familiar with and and i've just really enjoyed uh exploring that a bit um when i walked in the door coming back home you had the holcombs playing oh and i think i introduced you to the holcombs Mm -hmm. last year but that just reminded me how much i love them Mm -hmm. um so i would say i mean i've been listening to them and i'd recommend drew and ellie holcomb who are a couple that produce some really beautiful folksy folksy, yeah. yeah folky music um and some of their songs are not um christian so to speak like they're not they don't mention god but then some of them do and they're just fun and they're heartwarming and yeah beautiful like their their harmony is just out of this world so i love it yeah okay before we wrap up do you have a favorite bible verse or a verse you've been pondering recently Ooh, yeah there's this one that's really cool i actually don't know um i think it's in the psalms for one sec it is uh <laughs> Here we're we're talking about memory verses. He's writing down a hundred, and he has to look up his favorite verse. What's up, Josiah? Yeah, just because so, it's like new on your list, or what? Yeah, no, no, definitely. It's He's new. actually you've been memorizing the Book of Romans. Oh right? yeah, I'm I'm trying to. Yeah, that's it. I mean, now it's public. Shoot. Oh, um, this yeah, is yeah. Because I I could always just kind of drop it, and no one would know. Mm-mm. But now everyone knows. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm trying to memorize the Book of Romans. You've got through two chapters. Three. Right? Three chapters. I've memorized three chapters. That's the a lot. first three. Yeah, that's been fun. Romans is probably my favorite book of the Bible. But uh, yeah, the verse that came to mind is this one. It's Psalm 130, verse four, and it says, "But with you there is forgiveness, that you may be feared." And uh, what I think is so cool about this verse is it reminds us that God is to be feared and revered and respected, not just because of his power and, you know, his, his judgment, but because of his forgiveness and his graciousness. Mm, wow. uh, you know, it, it gives me pause to think about how much God has done for me and blessed me with. And so in some ways, my motivation in honoring God and obeying him um, it's reciprocal, you know, like I just reflect on what he's done for me and how he's protected me and, and how he's saved me. And so, you know, I fear him for that. And what a cool perspective to have, you know, that's what the psalmist recognized. And it's what I want to recognize in my own life. Awesome. Thank you so much. We'll, we'll put, um, links to all those things in show notes and, um, you've got some packing to do. Yeah, I do. I haven't packed yet. So we th- leave early tomorrow. Oh, so early. So thank you for taking the time to join us. And uh, if people have questions, I'll make sure to get you back on another time. All right. Okay. Love you. God bless you. All right, friends. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. 
And um, be sure to go over to show notes if you want to get our list of memory verses for August and September. And then I'll be sharing them each month of the rest of the year in my email to subscribers. And you know, to join that list, you simply go to monicaswanson.com forward slash subscribe. And then you will get a weekly email from me. And I like to keep those short and sweet and interesting and helpful and encouraging. And that's also where I'm sending out those lists of scripture memory. So uh, thank you for being here. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you would just take a quick screenshot of it on your phone and share it to social media. Tag me if you do. I'm at Monica Swanson underscore. Also, if you haven't left a rating or review yet, this would be a great time to do that. You'd simply scroll down on your phone right wherever you listen to podcasts, find those five stars, tap on them. And then you can also leave a few words about what you love most about the Boy Mom podcast podcast. Those are so helpful and they totally encourage me. So thank you for taking a quick moment to do that. And uh, guys, you mean so much to me. Thank you for showing up each week and for spreading the word about this podcast. I have so much more good stuff ahead this fall. I'm just giddy and excited. So can't wait to do life with you. Have a wonderful rest of your week and until next time, aloha. Aloha.